U.S. banking regulators are out with new expectations about how financial institutions should respond to DDoS attacks. What are the expectations for institutions and how should they respond? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm discussing these new regulatory expectations today with Rodney Jaffe, the Senior Vice President and Senior Technologist with Newstar. Rodney, thanks so much for joining me today. Tom, thanks very much for having me. So the big question, Rodney, why now? Why do you believe that the FFIEC has suddenly issued this new bulletin on banks and DDoS attacks? A really interesting question, and it's a really interesting situation. I can't remember a time when a federal regulator, a regulatory body, has actually come out with a a statement around cybersecurity like this, with, with, with what are very, very clear directions. I think the reason that it's happening now is actually pretty fast from a government point of view. It obviously comes about as a result of the attacks that we saw, you know, two, two and a half years ago. But it has nothing to do with those attacks per se. It has to do with the fact that the federal government really got a wake-up call, as did the private sector, during that set of DDoS attacks, and that they have now decided that the sector that is most likely to be uh, sympathetic and responsive to this and also is most easily described is the financial sector. And so I think they chose the uh, uh, the, the FSIC to uh, go ahead and be the, the, the body that now recommended to all of the smaller financial institutions how they should behave. It's also a little bit more than that, I think. I think it's also a matter of saying we're going to spell out for you what the challenges are and what the threats are. We're going to point you to a series of steps that we believe you should be taking, and we've ultimately given you fair notice that this is an issue so that in the future, if there are any issues, you can't throw your hands up in the air as a small financial institution and say, we didn't know. We didn't expect it. We're not in that business. We're a bank. Well, Rodney, the timing seems odd because we aren't, at least in the public, seeing the activity that we saw a year or so ago or more. What current DDoS activity against banks do you see now, and how have these attacks evolved? We've seen the regular group of attacks that we've seen over the last couple of years. So there's been no major change in the numbers of attacks. Uh, I said that the attacks we're seeing are maybe more focused and shorter duration, which would probably lend uh, uh, credence to the fact that more of these attacks are actually being launched as diversionary uh, uh, incidents rather than as direct attacks to disable the banks. But the reason I think that it's happening now is it just took that period of time for the government to work out maybe in, in, in uh, consultation with the, uh, with, with the banks themselves. Obviously, no private organization likes to be subject to new regulations, but I think that it took this amount of time to, to work out a series of maybe ground rules and, and to get some agreement. And I think that it's being announced now because this is as fast as the government could actually put together, uh, number one, all of the political help they need to be able to issue a uh, public announcement like this that really, you know, it, it lays, it lays out it, step by step what banks are, and uh, financial institutions are expected to do. And number two, to be able to deal with all of the backroom you know, discussions, knowing that this is going to have fallout, I can guarantee that at this moment, a large percentage of the smaller financial institutions 
that were maybe just vaguely aware of the attacks two years ago are suddenly having meetings to say, what do we need to do that we're not already doing? How do we develop a plan? How do we cover ourselves? And how do we make sure that if there is an incident that we're involved in, we don't find ourselves being personally liable for not having followed the guidance of the uh, examination council? So, Roddy, are you saying that this is the government's version of a rapid response to what we saw a year ago? I think it's more than just a rapid response. I think what we did see during the attacks um, was response from various parts of the U.S. government, from the operational side, to, to give whatever advice they could, to give uh, input, to provide data. What we see now is a rapid response to the regulatory or the policy side. And if you think in terms of the way that the government really works, this is lightning fast. I mean, this is probably 12 or 15 months. Um, I'm almost prepared to bet that this wasn't just developed within the uh, financial uh, sector of the government, but I'll bet you that uh, you'll find that the White House, as well as uh, the uh, congressional committees that are, that are involved with banking, were all involved in, in working together to craft this, this response. I think this is really fast, given the fact that this is policy and not operational. Rodney, what would you say is the substance of what the FFIEC is saying to the financial institutions? What they basically said is, and it's interesting because this is focused mostly around DDoS, they basically said that DDoSs are now something that we recognize as being a major threat. These are the indicators. Here are ways that you can actually recognize that what we're expecting you to do is to now begin to put in process, number one, a series of plans that take into account the fact that you, number, that you have to recognize attacks, number two, that you may have to mitigate them, number three, that you have uh, uh, some process in place that looks for continual improvement. So in other words, if you look at the, the, the very first uh, part of the uh, recommendations, it really says that, that you want to have in place a, an ongoing process of evaluation, um, put standards in place put procedures in place, and then continue to improve them over time. So this isn't a one-time thing. This is really saying to banks, uh, I mean, ultimately, that cyber attacks are a reality for you, and we now expect you to take as much care with protecting your infrastructure against cyber attacks as you do in the physical world, which is putting bars up and having locks on the doors and having cameras and having alarms. We expect you to take the same care and the same effort in the cyber domain. Rod, you certainly have lots of experience with financial institutions. In your estimation, how are they currently meeting these expectations? I think what they're doing is they're meeting them, meeting them by saying, Bob downstairs takes care of it, and it's really not an issue for us. And you know, if we if we don't talk about it and we if we haven't really been attacked directly, eh, it's something we'll worry about some other time. I think that most smaller banks have been dealing with, dealing with it that way. So beyond the obvious, they need to pay attention to this, they need to have some accountability. Where specifically must financial institutions improve how they are assessing their risks and mitigating them? So I think the first thing that they have to do is, and this is something that you know it may not seem obvious, but probably the first thing they want to do is look to outside third parties to give them some form of defense immediately. Um, uh, it's, two things are going to happen. I think that 
Number one, this is going to create a fair bit of public awareness. And number two, the bad guys are going to see this recommendation come out and say, well, we may as well get in our licks as soon as we can because it's going to get more difficult over time. So I think that we're probably going to see an uptick in attacks, number one, from the people who are genuinely in the business of attacking banks, and number two, from people who just want to make a point and just see, well, how easy is it to actually attack banks. So what banks need to do is the first step is probably look to you know outside vendors or outside advisors to help put mitigation in place immediately. Then number two, they start. They need to go through the uh, recommendations that are provided uh, by the FFIEC uh, in uh, their uh, publication. They refer to that they have a number of links, all with good best practices. Uh, banks now need to start looking at those best practices and see what they already and see how close they come to fulfilling them already. Number three, they probably want to get some specialist capable uh, specialists in that will help them develop a plan of action. Uh, that will help them uh, uh, go through these initial steps and also begin to build a long-term program. Um, I think they have to now also deal with the reality of the cost that they're going to be involved in this. This is, is obviously going to be a cost. And then I think that they are also, at some level, going to reach a point where they make a decision that from a long-term point of view, it's going to be better to outsource this service in the same way as they outsource uh, for example, uh, the couriering of, of uh, money between customers and the bank. They no longer do it. They use third-party companies. They're going to probably come to the realization that as smaller banks, um, it's useful to engage your ISPs and the security service providers and DDoS mitigation providers uh, and bring them in from a long-term point of view and make them part of the plan. Roger, this is interesting. I guess guidelines that come from the FFIEC is distinguished from guidance. Where do you see the teeth in what the FFIEC is saying? They've sort of said, institutions, this is what you should do. So I think it's going to occur in a couple of ways. If you look at what they said, they actually talk about risk mitigation. And their words of, I mean, I'm sure that what took all the time was crafting the right words. Uh, it, it, the, the document says the members expect each financial institution to address DDoS readiness as part of an ongoing information security incident response plan in accordance with regulatory requirements. And they point out a number of regulatory requirements that cover, uh, I think, the whole spectrum of, of uh, financial institutions. But they say in accordance with those, they're interpreting quite liberally. Uh, they're, they're saying that you uh, that they expect institutions to take the following steps as appropriate. And they spell out then very specific DDoS mitigation steps. So I think the teeth are going to come into uh, effect, number one, as we start to look at the audits that are performed as part of the FFIEC uh, members' uh, uh, process, number one. Number two, a number of these organizations provide the insurance uh, for deposits, so for example, the FDIC. Um, if there end up being any claims around a DDoS event, or as well as a DDoS event, I think you might find that uh, some of the teeth are going to be in the fact that the insurance policies no longer pay out, that the FDIC is no longer prepared to guarantee for institutions that don't follow these recommendations and guidelines. So I think it's going to come in two different ways. Uh, I, I, I have no idea about whether this is going to actually be codified into any of the uh, uh, regulations that cover the banking industry. Um, that's obviously something that no one likes to have, but uh, this would seem to be a first step along that path. 
Rod, you certainly know, would know this better than I, as you have traveled around the world. Have you seen a regulated entity penalized for having been a DDoS victim? No, this is absolutely, that's why I find this quite, you know, quite remarkable, not just that, it, 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 that it's happening, but that it's happening now in a, in a regulated industry. Um, I think that what this is, is the first step in a number of other regulators within the U.S. putting forward their own recommendations. I think that this is the opening of the floodgates um, from a regulatory point of view. It's absolutely the first time that I've seen a regulator incorporate cyber in this kind of way, and very specifically DDoS. This is not talking about cyber in general. It's talking about DDoS. You know, two, two years ago, you would probably be hard-pressed to find anyone who worked in a bank other than the IT department who even knew what a DDoS was. Rodney, a final question for you. It makes sense, as you say, this is probably the first of such guidelines for regulated entities. So for anyone, whether they're a financial institution, a healthcare entity, a government agency, how should organizations best assess their current DDoS vulnerabilities and mitigation capabilities so they know what gaps they must fill? Uh, the first thing is to obviously go through uh, the, uh, the the uh, information that's available to them through the FSIC and the FSISAC and US CERT. And secondly, they have to bring in outside professionals that do this for a living. They really have to find a way of taking from the from the the enormous repository of knowledge that already exists. You know, for example, you know, a company like uh, Newstar, we've been doing this for many, many years and do it for a large group of customers. So this is not new to us. There are you know, other companies, obviously, that do the same kind of thing. But we've been through this. We went through this with the uh, banks uh, you know, two and a half years ago. Uh, some of them were customers of ours, and we were able to uh, you know, successfully help them uh, mitigate the effects of the DDoSes. So we've been there already. So there is experience. The smaller banks need to go ahead and, and make use of that experience so that they're not starting out fresh. Well, Rod, it's a fascinating development, and I'm glad you and I had a chance to talk about this today. Thank you so much. Tom, thank you. We've been talking about DDoS and new guidelines from the FFIEC. I've been talking with Rodney Jaffe, Senior Vice President and Senior Technologist with Newstar. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.